Last week I uh, shared a word about being prepared. Okay, being prepared. So tonight I want to share a word about ready. Ready. Okay, so you know what? You can be prepared, but still not ready. They are sometimes seem to be the same things, but they're not. Okay, you can be prepared for something, but not ready. You can have all your ducks in a row, everything together. You may have upskilled and done everything you can to get a new job and whatever. But when the moment comes, you may not be ready. Because ready is usually about your mindset, the way you think, the way you feel about it. It's more about emotional and mental uh, mindsets, the way that you feel about things. So you might be willing, you might be capable, you might be able, you might be prepared, but you may not quite be ready. So I want to have a look at this, you know. I don't know about you, but you might have a degree or qualification, but might not feel that you're ready. Yeah, we can relate to that. You might be wanting to do something like you might be wanting to be a pastor or you might be wanting to do something special and you wanted to do it all your life and you're prepared for it. And then when the moment comes, it's like, oh, am I ready? Because it takes time. Preparation takes time. But to be ready means now. I don't know if you ever athletic or ran in a race or trained for some event, physical event or some sporting thing. You trained and you got, you know, you got yourself ready for it, preparing. But mentally, when the, the gun was about to go off, ready, set, go! Are you ready? The first word is ready. Set, go. Ready means now. <laughs> Are you ready now? Are you ready now? And I was watching something the other night and I saw these people and they were, um, who's abseiled? Have you ever abseiled? Do you know what that is? Standing on top of a rock or a huge place with a tiny little rope and then you go over the edge like hundreds of metres or whatever. It's very scary. Like it's something I never want to do. It's not on my list of things to do, okay? But the other night I was watching something and there was these people and like they had all, they were ready. I mean, they were prepared. They were prepared, they had all the gear on, they had their helmets on, they had all the ropes and stuff on. And then they, uh, the guy said, okay, step over the edge. And they're like, I'm not ready, <laughs> I'm not ready. Because in their mind, they weren't quite ready yet. They think, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Same with bungee jumping. All these people want to bungee jump. They go to New Zealand or wherever and they want to bungee jump. And then they get out there and they go, I'm prepared, but I'm not ready. And they, a lot of them, they back out. They chicken out. We call it chicken out. Boop, 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 they chicken out. <laughs> so you can be prepared for something but not ready. And that's okay. That's okay, right? But I want to show you that sometimes it's not okay, okay? So, we're going to go to the book of Matthew, and Jesus was telling this story. He said, The kingdom of heaven should be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. So, this, you know, Jesus didn't beat around the bush. He just told it like it was. He said, There's going to be a wedding, and there's ten bridesmaids, and they're going out. 
to meet the bridegroom because part of their tradition was they would carry a lamp, okay, with a light on it to go out and meet. He said five of them were wise, five were foolish. It's pretty clear. Why would he say that though? And he says this, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. So they took the lamp, which was like a stick thing and it had like a plate on it, and on top of it, they would put like an oil rag and set it on fire to have a lamp. It said they took their lamps but took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. So here you can see that some are fully prepared and some are kind of prepared. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Okay, that's all right. Sometimes people don't arrive on time. You just have to wait. So this is a story about waiting. Being ready. Being prepared, being ready, and waiting. Okay? So, some are prepared. Some are not really prepared. But they're all waiting. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom's coming. Go out to meet him. So now it's the time. Now. You ready? Go. Then all those virgins rose. So they all got up. They trimmed their lamps. They got their lights ready. And the foolish said to the wise, oh, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Like, we need something from you. But the wise answered and said, No. Sorry. No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. Go and buy for yourselves. In other words, look, we did the preparation. You didn't. I don't know why you didn't. There's no reason given. But those who were ready said, sorry, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. Go and get some for yourselves. Go and prepare just like we have. While they went to buy, so while they were out preparing, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready, there's that word, those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterwards, the virgins came also and said, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. They're not saying, Lord, Lord, Jesus. They're saying, Master. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. <laughs> maybe he knew them, maybe he didn't. But he's basically saying, I've got no connection to you. You weren't ready for me. I'm sorry. Time's up. There was a deadline. The door's shut. You missed it. You missed it. And then Jesus says this, Watch therefore. He's, he's telling this story as an example or as a warning. He's saying, watch therefore. In other words, be aware. Watch therefore, for you don't know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So what is he trying to say to them? I want you to be prepared and I want you to be ready. That's the whole point of this story. So this is a good example. The wise were fully prepared the foolish were not, but were never given any reason. They neglected their preparation. They neglected their preparation. Some had prepared and were totally ready, 
some had not. But they all looked the same. They were in the same group, you know. So we have to be prepared and be ready as an individual. Even though they're in a group, individually we need to be ready, okay? Some things you can give to others, some things you can't give, all right? So Jesus used this example as a warning. Why? Because he was always prepared. God is always prepared. God prepared everything from the very beginning. Even prepared for when Adam and Eve were going to fall. Even prepared from the very beginning. A saviour to redeem us back to himself. God has always been not just prepared, but ready. Ready for anything. Nothing takes him by surprise. He's always been ready to forgive. He's always been ready to save. He's always been ready to incline his ear to our prayers. So God is always ready and he wants us also to be prepared and to be ready. You know, there's times in the Bible where you read stories and you go, oh, why did that happen? You know, the story of King David, when he was supposed to be in the, out on the battlefield and he decided to stay home, that was when he was not prepared and when he was not ready and he fell into sin. He made a bad decision at that time. So we need to be aware. That's what Jesus said. Watch therefore, be aware, be awake. Okay, let's go and have a look at a few examples. In the book of Luke, this was about when Jesus was about to go to the cross. And he was warning Peter. And I want to take it from this perspective. And he said this to Peter. Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. In other words, he wants to destroy you. But Jesus said this. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me... Strengthen your brethren. So basically, what is Jesus saying here? He's saying, look, the devil is out for you. He's after you. But I have prayed for you. I've prayed for you. And you know what? You're going to stray off. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. But you're going to come back. You're going to return. And you're going to be stronger than ever. And you're going to be strong enough to strengthen others. That's what he's saying. You're going to learn from this. I'm preparing you. And he said this to him. Peter said this. Lord, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. So he felt prepared. I've been with Jesus three years. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I know it all. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to prison and to death. And then Jesus said this, I tell you, Peter, you might think you're ready, but you're not. He said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times. Three times that you know me. So he's saying, I know you feel prepared. I know you think you're prepared. You might be prepared, but you're not ready. You're not ready for this challenge. And it's true. He, of course we know it's true. He denied the Lord. 
So even though he was prepared, he wasn't quite ready. He just thought he was. It was his mindset. It wasn't wrong for him to think that. He felt it. He wanted it to be true. <laughs> he wanted it to be so true. Lord, I'm with you all the way. And then it was like, oh, I don't know him. I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. But he had the word of the Lord. You might fail, but you'll come back and you'll strengthen others. So sometimes we can say we're ready, but we're not ready. Okay? Paul, on the other hand, he said it and he did it. He was ready. In Romans chapter 1, he says, I long to see you. He's talking to the believers in Rome. He said, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. And then in verse 15, he said, so as much as is in me, I'm ready. I'm ready to preach the gospel to you in Rome. So in the first verse, he's basically saying, I'm prepared. I know I'm in. I know I've got the goods. I want to impart to you the gifts. God has given me spiritual gifts. And I want to share with you. I want to impart them to you. He felt prepared. He knew he was prepared. And he knew he was ready. And he said, I'm ready. And he went and he did it. See, Peter felt ready, but he wasn't at that time. Whereas Paul was definitely prepared and ready to do the work of the Lord. What else do we need to be reminded of? Paul was also reminded, he, he went and preached to the believers in Rome, in Corinth, in, in uh, many different places. And he was always telling them, he was helping them be prepared and he was getting them ready. In 2 Corinthians 9 he says, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand which you had previously promised. So he's basically saying, look, a year ago, you guys said you were going to give an offering to help the believers or to help the saints in Jerusalem. Now, I just want to remind you, I want to remind you of this. So I'm going to send some of the brothers in Christ to come and remind you so that you can prepare what you promised. Okay? He said, prepare your generous gift. So a year ago, they promised to give to the believers who were struggling in Jerusalem. He said, why? So that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. So he's basically saying, I'm sending them to give you a gentle reminder of what you promised to give those who are struggling. Prepare it before I come so that it'll be ready as a matter of generosity. So if some of them had a mindset of like, oh, I said that a year ago, but I don't want to give it now. <laughs> a grudging obligation. I wish I hadn't said I'd give that money to those people. <laughs> He's saying, I'm sending them to remind you. Come on, guys. Remember what you said a year ago? And you know the Macedonian church are very generous. 
That's what he was saying to the Corinthians. The Macedonians are very generous. In fact, I've actually boasted about you guys. I told them you are very generous. So don't forget, you promised. Okay, so prepare it before I come so that you're ready to give it when I get there. And you're going to look so generous rather than, ah, here it is. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Even with giving to the things of the Lord. So he was just being very gracious, very gracious to them at that time. What else did Paul say? He also understood to live in a state of readiness, to give in a state of readiness, and to share the word of God. And that's what he was teaching Timothy. He said, preach the word. Preach the word. You're ready. You've got a testimony. You know the word of God. You know the Lord. You've got something to share. Preach the word. Be ready. Be ready in season and out of season. Like when you feel like it and you think you've got the word, or if you don't feel like it. Sometimes you think, I don't have time to share with somebody. But be ready. He said, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Long-suffering is your own long-suffering, not theirs. <laughs> Just be patient. Be patient. Give time. Share what the, the good things that God has done in your life. Preach the word. Tell the truth. People need to hear the truth. Be ready to share it. And then the second last one I've got here is talking about readiness. God is ready. We will all give an account to him who's ready to judge the living and the dead. God is a good, good father. He's full of grace and mercy. His loving kindness is never ending, but he's also a righteous judge. And we all will give an account for our lives. We will all stand before the righteous judge and he is ready to be the judge, the living and the dead. So, that's a very sobering thought, but God's grace is sufficient for all of us, amen, for those who believe. And the last verse I wanna to go to, I love this passage. It's in the book of Revelation. And it's John, and he's had this amazing encounter with the Lord. And he says, and I heard, he saw these things in heaven and he heard. He said, I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters. I always think of Niagara Falls when I hear and see that. <laughs> and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. So there's this huge declaration and worship in heaven. And he says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come. Jesus, the Lamb of God. The marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Who's that? The believers. Jesus and those who believe in him. The blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord to those who have prepared and those who are ready, made ourselves ready. You know, there's things that God does in our lives. He saves us. He 
heals us, he directs us and all the rest of it. But there's always things that we can do too. He tells us to be strong. He tells us to pray. He tells us to gather together. He tells us to stand and having done all to stand. You know, there's our part that we need to do to keep ourselves ready for the coming of the Lord. This is talking about a marriage of all believers to one Saviour. The first story we looked at was one bridegroom and one bride. There's one bride and it's all believers together with him in covenant because he loves us. Lord, we just thank you that there is a happy ending. <laughs> everyone loves a happy ending. Yeah, everyone loves a happy ending. Forever and ever. What is it? Happily ever after. You know, in this world, there's no happily ever after. But with Jesus, it will be happily ever after. Because why? Because he's coming for us and we are making ourselves ready. Lord, we just thank you that you help us to be ready. And as we live right, and as we give right, and as we share the good news of your love with others while we wait for you, we thank you, Lord, that each day is a day closer to the coming of the Lord. We thank you that there will be great joy and great rejoicing. Lord, when we are connected with you for eternity. We bless you and we thank you, Lord. Help us to be like the wise, wise virgins, Lord. That our lamps will be ready. We will be ready. Hallelujah. Bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, everyone, have an awesome week. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Say hi to somebody. Bye, everybody online. Have an awesome week. God bless.